the piece of advice I would give myself is you must be aware of the reality of trade-offs and you must be prepared to make them. Hi, my name is Ryan Elliman and I'm a student at Queen's University Belfast. This is Alumni Anthologies, a podcast show where I sit down with the alumni of Queen's University and discuss their stories and experiences before and after graduation. In this episode, I spoke to Matthew Thompson, the writer and founder of the Best of Belfast podcast, about the highs and lows of going to university, as well as how getting experience as a writer can come from those unexpected of places. Matthew, take it away. Hi, my name is Matthew Thompson. I am a writer and podcaster, and I studied creative writing at Queen's. It's a pleasure having you here, Matthew. So to start us off, how did you actually find your degree? <laughs> I thought you meant like, like, did you find it on Google? Did you find it like lying on the side of the road? <laughs> um, my degree, I absolutely loved my time at Queen's. I really enjoyed it specifically for the creative writing side to it because it was all about craft. And so the way that the Seamus Heaney Center is run, it's really focused on repetition. It's focused on let's get these guys writing as much as possible. Let's get these guys submitting as much work into a public domain where your fellow classmates and other writers are critiquing your work and tearing it apart with a lot of love, of course. And I really, really appreciated that. Of course, we talked a little bit of theory, but it was mainly that practical side of my degree that I, I really enjoyed. In general, I did really appreciate how it gave you a full kind of scope of the history of the English language, which is something I never even considered before. All this weird and interesting stuff about, you know, part of it's French, part of it's German, the history, you know, all of the Normans and the Anglo-Saxons and who the heck are those guys. But then also kind of the history of literature, you know, you're jumping in with Chaucer, you're doing a wee bit of Shakespeare, all the way up to the, the modern stuff as well. So, yeah, thoroughly enjoyed the exposure, I guess, and that breadth of experience really gives you that chance to really hone down and focus in on okay this is where i want to be and this is where i want to go as a writer yourself how did you find writing stories did you stick to a more personal feel to it in the way you talked about it or did you find it easier to write in an assessed format like you did at university storytelling is a bit of an art and even more than that it is a bit of a science and there's a structure to it and there's a bit of a formula that actually makes or breaks a story that's something i really couldn't grasp or get my head around before my uh, degree was the fact that actually there is a craft and there is a way to write that is a tried and tested thing and, and is very very intuitive and has naturally been passed on you know throughout the history of humanity but those nuts and bolts are the things that I certainly didn't have in my writing repertoire and those are the things that you're assessed on so it's not just you know the content of your story or the originality of it or you know do you like teenage uh, chick flicks about wizards and witches all that stuff's kind of irrelevant and what they look at is does this person have an understanding of their craft does this person have an understanding of the building blocks of what makes stories work and that is really I think the key stuff that once you start to figure out you can apply it to any form of storytelling, whether it's writing, whether it's podcasting, documentary making, you name it. When you first had the notion to go to university, did you go into university knowing exactly what you wanted to do and that you had the skills to back that up? Or did university kind of teach you in a way of what you wanted to do and actually helped you hone that craft? 
definitely a, a bit of both. I had a fairly, as much as you can, I had a fairly strong idea of where I wanted to go. Certainly after my first year of my degree. So the way English works is everyone does the same first year. And then after that, you split off into your own kind of niche and specific stuff. I applied to do creative writing. Uh, I was living in New York at the time and I had started writing and I really, this was something that I started to really love and enjoy. And I said, look, I think there's a, a future in this for me. And I applied to creative writing and I didn't get in. I had to submit a story and I submitted it and they were like, look, this isn't what we're looking for. Maybe you'd be better suited for the English degree. And I was like, oh man, that really sucks because I really just want to do the creative writing. Now, luckily in your first year, you have to do a compulsory creative writing module. So that was great. And that got me in the flow and that got me in the rhythm. And I was able to really work hard on my creative writing module to try to get the best marks that I could. In saying that, I still had to find a way to, to jump over then from just studying English to doing the creative writing. I remember a guest lecturer who was from a different department who came and gave us a workshop and I just had the sense this person really, really wants to support artists and really understands the kind of artistic journey. And I remember there was a wine and dine event at the graduate school, the big cathedral looking building. And it was kind of like a networking thing. And I remember seeing that individual there and I went up to them and I basically just told my story and I pitched, pitched, my, pitched my heart out. And I said, look, I really, really want to transfer over to creative writing. I'm not a great creative writer. I have so much to learn, but that's actually why I'm here. That's why I came to uni. And they were very, very open to the idea and a few emails later and a few submission of some extra stories and I was able to, to change over to the creative writing course and I'm so so glad that I did because like I said earlier that was my main passion it was my main goal for why I wanted to study why I started going to university in the first place and to have that opportunity to really hone your craft on a consistent and even just a regimented way you know the fact that you, you couldn't uh get out of it you had to submit every week on a certain date that in itself is probably worth the the tuition fee to give yourself that accountability to, to force yourself going forward i was wondering how did you jump into the creative industry like the day after your graduation you're sitting there at your laptop and you just don't know what steps to take to get to the field that you want to get to how did you do that and eventually lead to best of belfast i was thinking this morning uh, about this interview and, you know, I mean, every writer will tell you, you, you got to write every single morning. You know, I remember one of my uh, lecturers, Sheila McQuaid, she said, you have to do the hours on the writing desk. And I was writing this morning thinking about, right, what is the white hot center, as Sheila would say, of this podcast interview with Ryan? What is the one thing that uh, I want to say? And it's to this point. And what I would say is you don't wait until graduation. The most valuable part of your university experience is actually the time that it gives you. And I think I, I appreciated this because maybe I came at uni from a slightly different perspective. Um, when I was 18, I left Northern Ireland. I lived and worked in New York City for three years. I actually got married. 
uh, the summer before I started my course. And so whenever I started university, I started with a lot of, I suppose, some of the responsibilities that you usually end up picking later on in life. You know, I had a family. Um, I had a house to support. I needed to make money. And I needed to make sure that my time at uni was spent wisely. And so whether you have a busy course or whether you have a pretty hands-off course like I did, the reality is you still have buckets and buckets of time in comparison to a, you know, nine to five, Monday to Friday work schedule that we inevitably fall into later on in life. And so really just started using all of that free time to figuring out what it means and what it looks like to earn money through your craft and also earn money as a creative. And so, you know, I was doing loads of things at that time. I was working for Deliveroo. I was cycling around the city, which in itself is a bit of a freelance gig. I had to sign up to be self-employed. So really from that stage, it was just a case of, okay, well, what other clients can I get? Uh, Deliveroo being a quote unquote client. And so, you know, really looking around, I remember being at a workshop in Queens and they introduced this term to me called copywriting. I was like, what the heck is a copywriter? And so you Google it and you figure out about this guy called Donald Draper, who's the, the star of a fictional TV series called Mad Men. And you watch that and it's all about an advertising agency. And you're like, okay, so actually where is there a strong need for writers where I can make money? And it's in the advertising and the marketing space. So I started looking around globally. Okay, what does that look like? Okay, well, there's tons of blog posts that need to be written. Why can't I be one of those people that writes them? So I started working and picking up loads of gigs, writing blog posts for people, for digital agencies. Started doing some social media stuff for people. So started picking up some clients, built that into like a little bit of a social media business where I had... Um, three or four clients every single month that I would manage their accounts. They would provide the visuals. I would do the scheduling and obviously provide the the words or the copy, as they say as well. I did all that. That's kind of how I made money. I started Best at Belfast because as I was doing all this freelance work and writing all this stuff, particularly all the writing I was doing around marketing, I you know you learn by doing. And I figured out, okay, so this is what strategy is. Okay, cool. And this is how you build a brand. Okay, this is interesting. Oh, look at these tools. These are quite interesting little things. Uh, okay, I understand a bit more about how business works now. I'm kind of interested in uh, growing my own guinea pig to apply all the things that I've been learning. And so Best of Belfast was born and uh, started building that up as a side hustle, as they like to say. And I did that until I finished my degree. And then I am now full-time with Best of Belfast and also on a PhD program where I am writing my first novel, uh, which again is a domino that was only able to happen by going down the university road. Let me throw out a hypothetical. If you could talk to your first year self, what would you tell them? What would you tell them to expect or to fear or to wonder about? If you had that opportunity, what would you say? The piece of advice I would give myself is... You must be aware of the reality of trade-offs and you must be prepared to make them. So if I unpack that just a little bit, I am a big believer, as we've discussed, that you can't do it all. I've tried. Most of my life I've tried to do it all and it's always backfired in burnout and you know, uh, really working myself to the bone and it's hurt my relationships and it's hurt my mental health and a whole bunch of different things. Whenever you kind of, you come 
to the brutal reality that you cannot do it all and that you can only do one, maybe two things to a really high standard and that it's going to take you a very long time to get there. A lot of other things in your life start to fall into place. And I think as you go along this journey, you have to set out what you're prepared to sacrifice. If you say that you want to get 80 in all of your university assessments and you want to walk out of your time at university winning awards for your academic prowess, then that is probably going to be all-consuming and you will spend three to four years being completely engulfed in your subject. Now, if you want to become an academic, that's a pretty great strategy. Like, work away. Like, that probably will serve you well. If you want to be an entrepreneur or if you want to be an artist or if you want to be a creative, that's not a good use of your time. And so it may be beneficial for you to lay out what you are prepared to trade to achieve what you actually want. As a freelancer, you learn some really interesting lessons about your time. Because if you you know, say, okay, for this website, I'm going to charge somebody a thousand pound, as an example. If you finish all your work in a day, right, which isn't possible, but let's say it is, then you've just made a thousand pound in a day. You could, in theory, spend three months on that one website. And so you learn to work very quickly. You learn to work effectively. You learn to realize what is possible to achieve with your time. You learn to be realistic about the goals that you set yourself. But you get very, very fast. And so what was really interesting about doing all the freelance work on the side was I became incredibly proficient at banging out my assignments. But I was able to get something like, I don't know, five times more free time to dedicate on my business by accepting that trade-off and that's the advice i would give i would say there's going to be moments where you're going to have to prioritize your university and there's also going to be moments where you're going to have to prioritize your craft and as long as you can keep within the threshold that you set yourself you know let's say i, I have to get a 2-1 or you say do you know what i just need to get a 2-2 figure out whatever your industry looks for or whatever you know the potential employers that you're working with need or what you yourself will personally be happy with um that's what I would say, you know, and there were decisions that I made that really did affect my academic performance, but it was the right thing to do. Like last year, um, at the start of the lockdown, for example, I made the decision to do a daily episode with Best of Belfast, and I did it for 50 days, and that was all-consuming, and I had no time to do anything, and I skipped nearly all of my classes. I did the absolute bare minimum I could without uh, getting in trouble, and that turned out to be the absolute best decision that I, that I could have ever done for myself personally and for my business. And with that, I think we've reached the end of our little interview here, Matthew. Um, thank you very much for your time. And if you have anything left to say, the, the floor is yours. No, man. Look, uh, really, really appreciate you. It's been a lot of fun. I relish any opportunity to reflect. And so I really appreciate this little free therapy session that you have allowed us. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Alumni Anthologies is a Sark Media production, made possible via broadcast production at Queen's University Belfast. Hosted and edited by Ryan Elliman. 
produced by Aileen Carson. The Alumni Anthology theme is Metal Pad by Pure Indigo. Thank you very much for listening, and I hope to catch you in the next episode. <laughs>